Welcome to I Sell the Sign, a podcast about loving all parts of you the messy, the weird, the stubborn, the airy fairy, and creating a magical, joyful, wonderful, all around, full of miracles life here on earth. I'm Abby Hamble. And I'm Fallon Jay. And we're here to help you stop living life the hard way because all parts of you are welcome here. And we're leaving none of you behind. We, we love, love you. you. Let's get started. Let's get started. All right. Hello, everybody. Abby and I are here today, and we're so excited and looking forward to getting deep on all the ways in which we give our power away and ways that you may not even consider that you're giving your power away and the ways that we can pull that power back into ourselves and really remember that we are the center. We have the intuitive knowing, we hold our own power, and we get to really consciously decide on where we move that energy and then what we get to receive from that. So welcome. Hi, Abby. Oh, hi. (laughs) So happy to be back here in Southern California today and got enough sleep last night-ish. So here we are. So you slept with the full moon? Because I did not. Yeah, it was. I had a hard time falling asleep last night, but Mm -hmm. I was also so tired from getting no sleep really the night before that I think my body was just like, we need it. We got to do it. it. We got to rebel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also. And I think you saw that I posted, um, in my stories, but there are literally crystals like lining every window of this house. And I'm like, it feels like you can feel the energy feels different here. It feels like a, like a nice little oasis. So I think that has also been helping. Is this an Airbnb super host? Because if not, she should be with crystals. (laughs) Well, this is not through Airbnb. It's through, um, yeah, it's through kind of like a private network thing, but, um, but yeah, she, she even has those little EMF, you know, things that you plug into the walls with the little crystals in them. Jameson's like, what are these? I was like, Oh, let me tell you about these. Let me, let me, let me school you up, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you're um, in the best energy to do a recording right now to yes. podcast. Well, and the whole reason I think this this idea occurred for both of us to talk about the ways we give our power away is because today is, I think, officially the last day of the Lionsgate portal. Is yes. that right? I think today I, is the last ish. day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Ish. Yeah. But again, this is kind of what we're going to be talking about <laughs> because and we may have said this before on an, a previous podcast, I can't remember, but just talking about how it can be and feel very easy to get sucked into, especially in the Instagram world, um, if you are in the spiritual realm at all, to get just pulled into all of the astrology, all of the days when it's like, oh my God, it's like five, five. 11 or 555 or whatever. It's like the best day to manifest and do whatever. And specifically like Lionsgate, which we're in right now, is known for being like a pretty powerful portal. And yet what I've been feeling this whole time is I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to do. And that's also kind of the phase of, I think, just these past couple months, weeks and months of just being in planning mode, being in very, you know, physical reality of 
planning wedding stuff. But um, yeah, I've been feeling definitely a resistance to wanting like to receiving any of that in like social media or and like anything that tells me that I need to do something. It's like the the inner rebel is like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit and it's something I've been feeling for quite some time. Um, I remember in even just like the power of positive thinking and all of these things. I remember, I don't know, a couple of years ago or a year, I, whatever time, what is time? We don't know. <laughs> but uh, at some point in my journey of being on the spiritual path for most of my life, um, I was like, but I want to feel what I'm feeling and not make that mean that I can't manifest what I desire or that I have to be so high vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, you and I have talked about this as well, which is why we're talking about it here, is... I love astrology and I love how it can support us, but there's a very fine line of putting our power into a full moon or a new moon or a portal or a gate Mm -hmm. in a way that's like, okay, this is going to be the thing that does the thing to get me the thing. Mm -hmm. And reality, none of that's true. Sure. The energies are here to support us and, and reveal to us what we need, but we've got to be the ones that are willing to look. We've got to be the ones that are willing to turn around and face ourselves and go into our hearts into our subconscious patterns into the the ways that we operate in our life who we're being and what we make things mean and mm-hmm. so if we're always just relying on these quote unquote portals for li- for something to save us mm-hmm. then we are not actually living from our true authentic powerful selves because we are exactly. so powerful we can man- i mean i have manifested incredible things this last year and i don't know that any of them were delivered during any sort of special portal Right. And right. one of my favorite posts of yours, which <laughs> came through just you and I voice memoing back and forth as we do, because mm-hmm. we just adore each other and keep in touch. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it because it's your post, but I posted it again the other day during this quote unquote portal and not to minimize it, like the portal and people that really love that. But mm-hmm. but also, like, if you want to share what you wrote, I think it's really powerful. I mean, I think the gist of it is that just every day is a motherfucking portal. <laughs> motherfucking portal. Daily. And daily. Yeah. It's like, and like any time that you choose and you decide and you have the energy like in your body, in your knowing that like these are the things that you want to be doing, saying, acting, being, then that's where the power comes from. The power is not actually in the portal. The portal is just it can be an amplification, but like the power center, the source is always within you. And so I think like you were saying, we can get so, especially in the beginning, I think of a spiritual journey where you're really cultivating that relationship with, um, with source energy and wanting to tap into all things, you know, cause it's so much fun. It's fun to be like, oh my God, it's a full moon. And these are the things that I just learned about what a full moon can do. And, and let's pull the cards and see what the yeah. cards have to say. And it yeah. is so fun. Absolutely. So fun. Yeah. And as long as, and that's, I guess, where the fine line is, is when it stops being fun and it starts feeling like work, like, okay, I need to do these things in order for me to have these other things that I want, because that's never, that's never like the vibe that you're going to really manifest anything from it's always starts with the certainty that you are the one with 
the power within you. You are the one who decides. You are the one who is, you know, directing and leading the charge and letting everything else just assist you in that process. And I think yes. that's where it can get, you know, people can can get it twisted and where I have definitely in the past. Uh, yeah, as have I, which is, you know, we we find our way back, right, to, to more neutral ground. And for me, it's yes, we are the ones that hold the power. And but I know my belief is it's such a co-creative experience. You know, I believe that God lives within me and we also live right. within God. Right. And being for me, I don't know if submissive is the right word because the energy of it doesn't feel quite right. But for me, it really is the surrender of like God. like right do it. Yeah, that life knows the way and life is God. And that was, my, you know, my mantra, and I've probably said it before on here, the last two years was life, life is leading and life mm-hmm. is God. And that means leading through me, right? Like mm-hmm. I can feel the energy. That's my intuition. That's my connection to source, mm-hmm. experiencing itself as a human through mm-hmm. all of these really cool, you know, human ways and connections. Um, and then also in nature and mother earth and the universe and the cosmos. And, um, but we, we forget or we're unwilling to own is probably more accurate right now Mm -hmm. that we are really powerful and that it is okay and safe to be that powerful. And yeah. Well, and I, and what just came for me when you were talking is the unwilling to own the power because that's scary because you might, you might be afraid you might, Back it up or something crazy is going to happen like like taking all of that responsibility onto yourself instead of being able to blame something outside of you mm. it's like oh shit can I actually take radical ownership over yes. all of the things happening in my life and when sh- crazy shit happens not make it mean that you fucked anything up or it's yes. like all of the experiences that come through because life is we're going to have ups and downs always. I mean, that's just being a human being and on this journey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's all of the opportunities that we get to decide how we want to experience these things that happen. Do we want to see them as something that ruined everything? Or do you want to see them as an experience that showed us how we get to show up in the world differently than maybe we have before that? Yeah. Yes, I love that. And it's all feedback, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's all just feedback. And you're right, we can't fuck it up. I mean, we literally can't. We just get to decide to get to know ourselves deeper, mm-hmm. right? And um, what was it? I was listening to Abraham Hicks this morning, and I don't listen to Abraham Hicks very often, um, but a client sent me, she was like, Hey, I'm having a really great day. Then this popped up, you know, she's really in flow, really in sync. And so Mm -hmm. uh, what we're working on is really having her anchor in the goodness by letting her nervous system calibrate to how good life gets to be. And so we talk about anchoring in the sunshine and something that Abraham Hicks was talking about, um, which really applies so perfect. Cause we didn't know, I didn't know this morning when I woke up, what we were going to be talking about today, Mm -hmm. but it was like, have you ever met somebody when you're like, Hey, how are you? Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm just really afraid of my own power. So I'm pretty powerless. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, and then you're not going to be like, well, let's go find more people who are powerless. Let's go, let's go find. And then, and then that's going to create the power. It's like, no, it's Mm -hmm. so innate. And 
we're scared of it because also what are people going to think if I fucking own my light Mm -hmm. and I really turn up the amplification and the volume to be everything I'm I my full potential in this lifetime Mm -hmm. what are my family I mean I I still experience that like when I'm posting you know I posted about orgasms yesterday and I was like oh man what's what's (laughs) what's what's gonna happen here what's the fam gonna think you know but also Mm -hmm. but also we're all operating that way Mm -hmm. and so if we can ease our nervous system into owning how powerful we are instead of telling the same old fucking broken story that I'm afraid of my own power or I'm powerless or I can't. We can actually ease ourselves into that and know that we're going to be uncomfortable with what other people are going to think of us. That's, we're not going to get rid of that. It's, I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's going away in this, in our lifetimes, right? Maybe my daughters, maybe my granddaughters, I don't know, but People are going to think things of me and that I'm not going to like, and that's going to make me uncomfortable because I like to be liked, but also fuck, if I can step into this innate power, that's always flowing through me, then what does that mean for the world? That just reminded me. That's so good. That just reminded me of this thing. This is why I'm pulling this up. Oh my gosh. Why is this not coming up? I screenshotted this the other day. It says the best part of being authentic is that there's no image to maintain. You'll delight some and disturb others and none of it will concern the truth of your being. Oh, delight some and disturb others. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's just getting really, it's like in a workout. Can you just get comfortable in the discomfort of, (laughs) of that? And it's, it's challenging and it's edgy, but it's so liberating. Yeah. It's so liberating. Just thinking, there's so many things that were coming through when you were talking. And yeah, I think we can now take I'm a collective breath. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm trying to, trying to re- reconvene them back into my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll land, but what else? I mean, I'm trying to think of other ways that we give away our power. And some of you like share in the comments and share, you know, in your own Instagram feed and tag Abby and I. Um, about the ways in which you decide to reclaim your power. Let's focus on the reclamation versus where we're giving it away. It's like, you notice, okay, here we're pushing, we're giving it away. I'm actually going to reclaim. Like my client right now is has this story, as many of us do, of being too much for people, you yeah. know, and that her kind of just vibrancy is too much. And so she's really doing a reclamation of that, of, you know, back into her childhood. We're doing inner child work of pulling that back and, and knowing that it was really about her mother not being able to handle the vibrancy. And I haven't even noticed that in my own relationship with my mother. And my mother's amazing and I adore her and she's incredibly spiritual. And also sometimes I mirror back to her ways that she's not in her power by owning yeah. my own, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pause here for a moment just because we're at 1847. There's like the mailman next door is like having a conversation with somebody at the door. Awesome. So we will just mark that. So the one thing that that popped up for me again, that was one of the things I was going to say earlier in response to that is, yeah, all of the ways that we reclaim our power. And especially as a woman, I remember hearing this on a podcast with Abby Wambach. And she was talking about um, 
how women are so are so ingrained and praised by being when they're selfless. And it's mm-hmm. literally like the word selfless, like being without a self. Mm-hmm. And so no wonder we're so programmed to look outside of ourselves for anything, for any sort of like validation and, you know, compliments or praise on mm. how smart we are or how pretty we are or how good we are, all of these different things. And like you're working on with your client, what does it really mean to step into, you know, going from being selfless to being full of yourself and and really appreciating that fullness? And Can you just let that land for a second. Will you say that again? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, being <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, no, just just this idea of being full of yourself mm. and letting that, because when you think of that in your head, you hear it and you're like, ooh, but somebody who's full of themselves, that's like not somebody that I want to be because they are, they think they're hot shit and they think that they're better than everybody else. I mean, I think that's the connotation when you hear that phrase, right? Mm-hmm. And but what if you, we get to redefine what being full of yourself actually means? And what if it's, a beautiful thing to be and not something to be ashamed of or afraid of. Well, and you can feel the energy pivot in the way that you said it, right? Mm-hmm. The old paradigm of, oh, I'm being, you're being full of yourself or she's so full of herself versus what if you were full of yourself? Like mm-hmm. you just shifted, you just pivoted that energy so beautifully, which is why I was like, can we just let that land for a minute? Because it's so powerful. We get to pivot our energy wherever we decide And I know for me that that was something, you know, growing up, I was always told there's always going to be somebody prettier, stronger, smarter, faster, better than you. Mm -hmm. And so really, and it was an effort to humble me, right? But it swung the the pendulum way far back that I was so terrified of being seen as cocky and full Mm -hmm. of myself that I became so pleasing, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's been in the last, I don't know, long time that I've been able to neutralize that quite a bit um, because it was meant well. It was really meant for a, for a good reason. And I, my little six-year-old self was like, oh, no. Um, but being able to do that pivot, that energy pivot of like being so full of yourself. And we already know that when we're full, that's the overflow. Mm-hmm. When we're giving from that overflow, it's constantly replenished. And that mirrors back to us in money, in our sensuality, in our sexuality, in our friendships, in our sisterhoods, in, in everything. Exactly. That's where we get to give from. I mean, you can't give unless you're full. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just speaking to one of my clients the other day in a session and I'm like how can we every time like every time you make a decision to fill yourself to become more full celebrate it. Like I want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I want to make that mental mark in your mind of all of the times that I chose to make me feel more full and make me feel better so that I can do all of these things that I want to do. And and it's so, because otherwise, I mean, your brain goes into just the the mode that you're, that you are most used to being in, which is I'm just going to, 
follow the same trajectories that I normally do and do these and make these decisions that probably are not for my highest good. It's maybe to put myself on the back burner so I can serve, you know, so I can work overwork at my job or in my household or all of the ways that we do that, right? Yeah, because we've made that to mean that that's a better way of operating Mm -hmm. and you get to decide what you make things mean. And so what story do you want to fight for? The one that's like, I'm of my highest service when I'm on the back burner and everybody comes first for me. Well then, all right, sister, fight for that story. But is it actually Mm -hmm. serving you and your loved ones and the longevity of what you're here to really do with your life and experience with your life and not do in a way of like career success or money, but like is that serving who you really want to be? And because I can feel a lot of women still fight for that kind of victim martyr story because it's been so celebrated, you know, in, in generations that we're familiar with, like our mothers and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers. And we're here shaking shit up. Like, actually, actually, we are so powerful as divine feminine. And how can we, like you said earlier, pull not like pull our power back, but also the radical responsibility that I've played a part in all of my own shit. Mm -hmm. I have played a part. So let me take the reins and let me decide where I'm going to steer the ship from now on, because that victim, that martyr, that playing small is really only serving that smaller ego consciousness that's trying to keep you in survival. But damn, it doesn't feel that good, does it? Like really? Exactly. And and it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Mm. It's I can, I know what it's like to feel exhausted and overwhelmed and small and like I'm not living to my fullest potential. I've already, I've learned how to live with that kind of suffering. But what would it be if I took radical responsibility, if I took radical ownership over my life and then I failed at it? Like, I think that's where, that's where we can be afraid to really step into the highest version of yourself because you're like, at least I know if I stay over here, I might not be happy, but like, I know I can live like that because I have been living like that. I have mm-hmm. been surviving in that way. But if I really step out on a limb and I fall flat, <laughs> then like, what's that going to be like? Yeah. Well, and if you step out on a limb and you are taking responsibility for all parts of your life mm-hmm. and then you have no net to, like you said earlier, to blame. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me, and it's not to say, you know, that the things that happened to us as a kid, you know, I had a really, a pretty chaotic childhood and rough childhood. And it's not to say that those things, you know, at times felt like setbacks, but it is to say that who I'm deciding to be now, I'm no longer letting that experience define me, or I'm changing the definition of that experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And and one of the changes I've I've made, and I know that you know this, and I've probably even mentioned it before, was that I would always say I, I grew up a very scared little girl mm-hmm. and I, so it created a lot of anxiety and chaos and, and just always anxiousness and and I rewrote that in the last couple of years of I grew up a very brave little girl mm-hmm. sure these these things happened and I had to really take care of myself at a very young age but damn how brave was I and so mm-hmm. we get again pulling our power back I'm no longer giving it away to the childhood that I thought I should have had or the things that I didn't get. I'm pulling it back being like, okay, well, how did this mold and shape me into the woman that I am? And let me go ahead and rewrite that. That felt weak. Right. Mm -hmm. And even recently this week, I was telling you rewriting the success, Mm -hmm. you know, like my whole life, it's like, oh, I haven't had this quote unquote traditional success because I've always ventured out as an entrepreneur. I've always 
kind of gone against the grain, but Mm -hmm. who am I to decide what that success is? And if I continually put my power in my past of like, oh, I didn't, I'm not as successful as I thought I was going to be or wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Well, what defines that? And I'm only defining it by traditional societal pressures. And so I'm currently rewriting the definition of success in my body, in my heart, in my soul, in my nervous system, because damn, I'm actually really successful if I look at my life and everything that I've navigated. And I, so we, again, that's taking radical fucking responsibility Mm -hmm. and also pulling my power back to where I'm even giving it to my past versions of myself being like, Mm -hmm. shame, shame, Mrs. Fallon, you didn't do, you know? So It's kind of a funny, funny little game sometimes that we I'm just I'm just cracking up thinking of like, like seeing like little Fallon walking like in the Game of Thrones and they're like, shame, shame, shame. I know, sweet but, little girl. Well, and, the, and what I what I want to pull out of too, what you just said, which I think this becomes for us who've been we talk about this all the time with each other, but letting the listeners know that like you get to write that story you get to look back at the old stories because they are just stories they are just stories that we've accepted and we have taken on and we have then decided to continue acting in congruence with and that does not have to remain the case and this is what we're talking about taking that radical responsibility the radical ownership of okay, this may have been the story that I've been living to up until this point, but who do I want to be going forward? What story do I want to own going forward? What version of myself do I want to step into? What things do I really, am I maybe afraid to acknowledge about myself that I actually feel really proud of that I want to be more and feel more fully expressed in? Yeah. So just... Yeah, like we're, I mean, this whole thing, it's like taking your power back, not giving it away to anybody who tells you that you need to be a certain way, or even yourself who's told you that you might have needed to be a certain way. And because all of that's just stuff that we, you know, we just take on, you know, humans or sponges, we take on other people's beliefs, we take on all of the stuff around us, you know, we're always absorbing and processing all of this information. And we then get to decide what to do with all of it. And if we want to continue taking it on or if we're like, hmm, yeah, let's shake it up a little bit. And a, and a deep part of that is that, as you mentioned, is you didn't use this verbiage, but but shadow work. It's mm-hmm. stopping, not running from the parts of yourself too that you may not love as much or that might be have been expressed in in ways that were you know, not healthy or didn't feel healthy. And so part of rewriting that story is doing, you know, I, that's something I used to focus on a ton and it's always the foundation of my work, but I just teach it in different ways now, but really looking at that subconscious unconscious self of, you know, and we get to shine the light. Like my therapist is always like, we just shine the light on little honey because Mm -hmm. where there's light, the darkness is illuminated. Right. And it's just really Mm -hmm. simplistic, but so powerful of really not running from yourself either and not giving your power away, like you said, to to even yourself and the stories. And because they are, they are just stories and not to minimize anybody's experience, mm-hmm. but also to kind of remind you that it it can be that simple, not easy. So I think I would like to hear 
maybe talk about the ways in which we have learned to pull our power back. Like, what does that look and feel like so that people that might be listening to this either have their own ways and want to maybe have new ones or have never done it? And like, I don't even know where to begin with the energetics of that, with the how of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) One of, (laughs) I've just been thinking, but one of the things that came to me is I like to call this process calling bullshit on your bullshit, Mm. but it's when you notice a story, like sometimes I think we, you know, you have these thoughts that go on in your head and something happens, but it's learning how to question it or just hear it for the first time and then ask yourself, okay, well, like this is like a Byron Katie, like part of the work. Um, her process called the work, which is asking, well, is that actually true? Mm-hmm. Is that 100% true? Because as you know, nothing is 100%, like nothing's 100% true. So is there, might there be a world or a story in which some of this might not be fully true? And if it's not fully true, then what else might be true about it? Yeah. And what might be more true? And, and kind I- of walking yourself through that process because I think that's it's like the little kind of baby stepping and it doesn't have to be it's the exact opposite of what you right now believe but maybe it's just maybe that's not fully true about myself maybe there's some other things I still have yet to discover and want to because we don't know what we don't know and can I be Mm -hmm. open to knowing a different perspective, a different mm-hmm. truth that's available to me. Mm-hmm. And so that I get to be the writer of my life, mm-hmm. right? Like the, I get to be the one that's writing the script. And I wrote a post the other day about we're an ongoing novel. We're always mm-hmm. editing ourselves, mm-hmm. but yet we're always. always perfect where we're at, but we've got to always be rewriting and, and, discerning i mean not always right we get to rest and integrate and really become the embodiment of the new version of us um and i really think for me and this is going to be an interesting you know kind of well you'll just hear i guess but for me what has really helped me is to hire a healer a mentor a guide a coach Mm -hmm. because they're able to see a a more clear view of who i'm being and can Mm -hmm. help me navigate and write these new patterns right Mm -hmm. and so that can be a slippery slope if you're constantly in courses and constantly hiring a coach to save right. you because then you're giving your power away. But right. there is so much power to be reclaimed and declared when you make yes. that first payment to a new coach, to a new group, to be like, I am changing who I'm being, not because they're better than me or mm-hmm. they're going to save me, but because I know that they've already walked through it. Mm-hmm. And I want to have that higher perspective so that I can also walk through it. Exactly. Like I'm making the choice to to lean on somebody for their expertise so they can if you know show me some of these ways so then you can take that and take that moving forward. It's not about, you know, ending up in some codependent relationship no. with <laughs> coaches and and groups and all of these different things because that, yeah, like you're saying, it's just another way of giving your power away, but it's because the whole purpose of coaching, it's not to be working with somebody for the rest of their life. It's 
to show them. It's to illuminate the ways that really maybe they're not seeing themselves clearly yeah. and helping them to integrate all of the parts of themselves so that they can take that ownership and move forward. And so they actually don't need you. I mean, the purpose is not not to they're yeah, not to kind of continue on with a dependence. It's to learn that you you always had the power. You might just need to be shown some of the different ways in which you're not seeing yourself fully. Yeah. And given tools to help to exactly. help you shed those old stories and help you rewrite the new ones and help you really land them. Like another thing my client and I were talking about, she was really like in this space this past week of but Fallon, I actually feel the believing. Like I feel like I can't describe it. And I was like, because mm-hmm. you've embodied it. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, right, we have embodiment practices, and this is getting a, a whole other podcast, but we have mm-hmm. embodiment practices to help us integrate. And then there's actual embodiment of who you are now. And it mm-hmm. feels different. And when you feel it and it lands, it is some of the best tasting. Mm-hmm medicine and juice and I don't even know it's some of the best it's the best feeling and I said it wouldn't you wish everybody could feel this way mm-hmm. she was like yes the work works mm-hmm. like this is priceless and so a guide mentor healer coach all of that mm-hmm. is really just is walking you back home to yourself but also exactly. like illuminating the path holding you arm in arm um so that we can like we can all find the ways in which we really do want to operate from our own power instead of giving it away. Like, and something you said earlier that I really wanted to hit on too, I know I'm all over, but you know, here we go, was the compliments. <laughs> That's actually a really simple place to start. The start, of where, yeah. Of where are you waiting for a partner or somebody to compliment you? And where can you start to pull that power back and compliment yourself and see yourself? Or in an in a work environment too, oh, with yeah, like, um, with like bosses or coworkers, like waiting to get complimented complimented on your work, or to get like you know complimented for doing so much more work or staying late or like you know when you get complimented on it's like when people get complimented for losing weight, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like all of the things that not that not that you can't do that, but. It's like the things that we get external feedback on that then just continues to more deeply ingrain hurtful behaviors. It does. Yeah. And I noticed, you know, I'm in this new dating, dating somebody new, and I really haven't been dating anybody. And one thing I noticed um, in the beginning was he didn't give me a lot of compliments. And I mean, now he's very complimentary, but but I watched my patterns and what I realized was that was less of a love language for me and more of what my little girl needed. Mm-hmm. And because I actually was okay, I was like, it's interesting. He's not complimenting me, but it, it doesn't mean anything about my beauty or no. about who I'm being. And so I really noticed how much I have healed mm-hmm. because the desire, the deep desire to have somebody fucking see me, mm-hmm. right? And first see me for my outer beauty. Because that's always like the way in, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're beautiful or, you know, whatever. And I didn't, and because he wasn't complimenting me, I noticed how much I didn't actually need it because I've given it to myself so much. Exactly. I realized it was a, it wasn't a loveling, an authentic love language. It was what my little self needed. And so 
that's some of the power pulling, like some the power pulling your power back is that like you notice like, oh, I actually didn't need this the way that I thought I did in the way that I did in past relationships. That was from my wounded self, not from my authentic, powerful self, you know, and, and you get to do that, like you said, in work as well and career. Well, and and I think what we can maybe wrap up on is is ending with a question, maybe a journal prompt of what are all the ways that you've been looking to others to validate yourself and what like what what are the ways that you can start giving to yourself today that maybe you've depended on others for? Yeah, and waiting for that before mm-hmm. you can feel good. And exactly. Maybe giving yourself some you know, a, a paragraph of I see myself, I see here who I'm being, what I'm doing, all of that and and letting it be enough. Mm-hmm. Just for just for even 3 breaths, let it just be enough. Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. as always, this is amazing. <laughs> Always. Yes. And I think we, as we were both, as I was listening to you talk about embodiment at the end, I was like, Ooh, this feels like maybe the next episode podcast topic. Yeah. Yeah. feels like the next episode. I can't, now I'm going to sing the song. I know me too. I, just heard it. I heard the little, the, the front like starting line. In my head. Oh, that, that's letting people know how old we are. It's beautiful. <laughs> you know what? We love it. We do love it. And I love you and I love, I love our listeners. And so drop in the comments, tag us in your stories. Let us let know us where you're at. at. Yeah. Let us know where you're at. Let us know what came up for you or let us know what ways that you're going to start celebrating your, all of the small ways that you choose yourself in Reclaiming. little choices each day. Yes. Yeah. It all adds up. I mean, it it, we are testaments up. to that. We are testaments to yes. it all adds up. So yes. Beautiful. Well, join us next week for embodiment. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you loved this episode, write us a review and let us know. See you next week. And until then, here's to loving all parts of you and leaving none of you behind.